Okay, we are now live. On okay, welcome to Letter to Philip by Live. We're now we're now broadcasting on Instagram Live, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and uh, on our website, lettertophilippi.org. And uh, we're having some background issues. So fix that there. So today we're going to be looking at Philippians chapter 1, 6 through 11 on uh, Letter to Philippi Live today. My name is Sean Imsley. I'm the founder of Letter to Philippi, a new Messianic Jewish theological organization, and the teacher of this class as we continue our study through Paul's letter to Philippi, also known as the Letter to the Philippians or the Book of Philippians. So we'll begin with a quick word of prayer, and then we'll go into our study for today. O Lord, you are good. We thank you. We bless your holy name. We thank you for this opportunity each day you give us to study your word. We thank you, Lord, for your righteous servant, Paul, who wrote down these words to the people of Philippi that nearly 2,000 years later, Lord, are meaningful to us in our lives and can help us to draw closer to you. We thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for our Messiah, who is our life, and in whose name we pray. Amen. So again, my name is Sean Imsley, and I will be your teacher as we continue our ongoing journey through Paul's letter to Philippi, the letter to the Philippians. And today we'll be looking at, at chapter 1, verses 6 through 11 of Paul's letter. And uh, in this, Paul's continuing his opening words to the people of Philippi that he cares so much deeply about. And he continues to share about his love for them and their working together for the kingdom of the Messiah. Verse 6 we read, and I'm sure of this, that the one who began a good work among you will keep it growing until it's completed on the day of the Messiah, Yeshua. Paul here is, is telling, the, telling the people of Philippi to understand the faithfulness that they had had for them will continue to grow. Paul attested the faithfulness of the Philippians knowing that it will grow until the Messiah's return, at which time they will see the fullness of their salvation and a resurrection to eternal life in the presence of God and Messiah Yeshua. That Paul here is giving them assurance that the good work that he given them, that their, their new life as followers of the Messiah, as their, their new life as redeemed Gentiles, will continue to grow until that great and marvelous day when they will see Messiah Yeshua and an eternal life will begin and the end of, of all of the, the suffering of this world will end in that glorious day when Messiah is revealed and the world to come begins. And Paul here shares with them his confidence and compels onto them to have confidence that 
their work of salvation, their work of being renewed by their relationship to the God of Israel through Yeshua the Messiah will continue until the glorious day when they enter life eternal with Messiah and with with their their Redeemer. Their, they will get the full realization of life eternal with the Messiah. Paul also shares his expectancy that Yeshua will return. But Paul shares here his expectancy that he he looked to the coming of the Messiah to be an imminent occurrence. And he, he lived his life that way, that the Yeshua could come at any moment, that the that the Messiah would return and there would be the, the beginning of the world to come. Paul shares this expectancy and this expectancy in the, in the coming of the Messiah, the soon coming of Yeshua was what ordered his life, that all of his life, as I said, from his coming to know Yeshua on the road to Damascus to his to his day of, of execution was solely about becoming more and more like the Messiah. And his each day was was a new day that could be the one that the Messiah was to, to come, return. And in this, he shares his expectation as as an as an extra level of assurance to the believers in Philippi especially for those like him facing persecution for their faith. So Paul here is is one letting people know know that that they can expect that their faith in Yeshua would continue to grow as they stayed faithful to the God of Israel and they stayed faithful to the message that they've been given about the Messiah. And Paul has confidence in that and he also also has deep confidence that the Messiah will return soon that the impending return of the Messiah is something that, that motivates him and enlightens each of his day. Each day he, he knows it could be the one the Messiah returns. And he impels this on to the people of Philippi to understand that the coming of the Messiah is imminent, that this is our extra hope that we have, that, the, that he is faithful and that he will return and there will be an end of suffering, especially for those like Paul and those in Philippi who were facing persecution for their faith, that there was going to be a coming day of glory, a coming day when all the persecution of this world would end and the Messiah would reign and righteousness would reign over all the world. Paul's confidence here is rooted in his trust in God's faithfulness to bring redemption and his firm conviction in Yeshua is the source of the redemption. Paul can share his confidence in the growing faith and the growing nearer to the Messiah of the people of Philippi based on Yeshua's faithfulness, based on his trust in, in as Yeshua was faithful to his divine mission and even to the point of dying on the Roman cross for our redemption, for our atonement. Paul also has confidence that he can share with the people of Philippi that their redemption is secure because of God's faithfulness to the Jewish people and God's faithfulness that has been revealed in the Messiah Yeshua who has brought redemption for both Jew and Gentile by the atoning work of, of Messiah Yeshua. Paul can in confidence confirm 
that through their excellent work, the Philippians will continue to grow in their faith and life of service to Yeshua. Paul affirms them for their faithful service to God. He affirms them for their continuing faithfulness and says that because of this, they are showing, they are modeling their lives after the Messiah and are modeling their lives after the one who is faithful, Yeshua, our righteous Messiah. So in so doing, he affirms their faith and says that their faithfulness is showing fruit and they're showing that they're go, they're moving in that direction to become more and more like the Messiah. The fruit of their faith and life of service shows they're continuing to grow and become more like the Messiah. By their lives of faithfulness, Paul says they're showing that they're growing to become more and more like the Messiah, that their, their faithfulness is continuing to grow in them, and they're continuing to move forward in their faith, forward to that glorious day when the Messiah will return, when the world, world to come becomes a, a full reality, and the end of, of pain and suffering in this world to endless joy and endless life in the world to come. Paul has confidence to assure them that they're standing now and their future completion when Messiah returns is guaranteed by their faithfulness, by their faithfulness to the God of Israel, by their walking in the ways of Messiah Yeshua. They are showing that they are redeemed. They're showing that they are working toward that day of the coming of the Messiah. The day of Messiah Yeshua that is referenced in this verse takes the day of the Lord references to the one God of Israel throughout the Tanakh and demonstrates the divine nature of Yeshua. The day of the Lord and the day of Messiah Yeshua become in Paul's teaching references to the Lordship of Yeshua as in time judge of the created order. So when in Paul speaking here of the day of Messiah Yeshua, that the final day, the final day of, of judgment, the final day of the assurance of, of redemption is now connected to the Messiah Yeshua. The day of the Lord, which we see references throughout the Tanakh, and the day of Messiah Yeshua, which we see here in Paul's writing, are one and the same. They're speaking about that there will be a final day when the Lordship of Yeshua as Messiah and as King and ruler over all creation will be acknowledged and will be seen by the whole world. And we'll see more of this in chapter two in the Messiah hymn or the, the hymn to the Messiah where Paul speaks about that glorious day when everyone who's ever lived, both, both, both people on earth, those under the earth, those above the earth, the, he the heavenly powers and the demonic powers, everything will acknowledge the Messiahship of Yeshua and will acknowledge his lordship, will all acknowledge that Yeshua is one with the one God of Israel, that he is Adonai, the Lord of all. In verse 7 we continue, it is right for me to think of this way of you, because I have you on my heart, for whether I'm in chains or defending and establishing the good news, you are all sharing with me in this privileged work. 
Paul here speaks of his deep affection for the Philippians, which we we'll see throughout the book, and especially here in this this opening chapter where he he focused so much speaking about his love for them. And he sh shares his deep, deep affection for them, for their support of his work and their demonstrated faithfulness to the Messiah. That Paul has a deep love for them, grounded in their faithfulness to the Messiah, grounded in their willingness to work for the Messiah and to be, though Paul was in prison for him, for his work to continue through them, that he, he was the hands and feet of Paul in Philippi as they continued his work by being faithful to being workers for the Messiah in Philippi. Paul's love for the Philippians is grounded in their faithfulness and love for him, expressed by them in their daily lives. In their daily lives, they were demonstrating the Messiah. They were showing the Messiah in their life daily by how they lived. And Paul commends them for the participation in doing outreach work on his, on his example, based on his example, that they they heard the message from Paul, and they put it into practice. And he and he sees that they are are workers sharing in his work, that they are working along with him to see the Messiah's name known in Philippi throughout Macedonia. And as we said, as, as Paul was in prison, he appreciated the Philippians' continuing love and partnership as he awaits his impending capital trial before the emperor. So Paul knew that, that his work in Philippi was having to be continued on by the Philippians because he was in Rome facing execution. But the people of Philippi demonstrated their love for God, their love for the Messiah, and their faithfulness to the work of Paul by continuing his work to be, as I said, his hands and feet in Philippi. But Paul wasn't able to be there physically. They were continuing the work for him. In verse 8 we read, God can testify how I long for all of you with the deep affection of the Messiah, Yeshua. Paul calls him on God as his witness to his deep love for the Philippians. This act reflects ancient custom and invoke the name of a deity to back the integrity of your words. Paul had a deep love for the Messianic community in Philippi. In verse three, verse three, which we looked at yesterday, he shared with them, I thank my God every time I think of you. His love for them was grounded in the Philippian service and sacrifice for him. Paul so identified his being a Messiah that here he can share with the Philippians that his love for them reflected the love Yeshua had for them. And through Paul, they know the love of the Messiah. As we said, Paul was so, so connected to the Messiah. They were so passionate about being more and more and more like the Messiah that he can actually share here to the Philippians that he can share with them the deep love of the Messiah Yeshua for them as he is so bound up in his relationship with Yeshua that he he can share with them how deeply the Messiah loves them because of his his uh, deep connection to Messiah and their deep connection to the Messiah through their work and continuing to make Messiah known in Philippi. 
So Paul here is is taking his his words of love and affection for the people of Philippians to a higher level, level, you know, bringing in that the Messiah Yeshua loves them deeply in their work. That not only does he love them, but he can share with them the very love of the Messiah because of their faithfulness to them, their work, their faithfulness to the God of Israel, their faithfulness to living as lights in a dark world. In verse 9 we read, And this is my prayer, that you, your love may more and more overflow in fullness of knowledge and depth of discernment. Paul calls the Philippians to grow deeper in their love for one another and the love of God and Messiah, that they will grow in discernment and knowledge of the truth, as they will need to stand against false teaching from within and without the community. Paul calls for them to overflow with wisdom and discernment, that they can stand against any direct distractions from the pagan world, including false teachers claiming to teach new truths outside of the firm foundation that Paul laid for them. Rather than focusing on health or financial gain, as common in pagan prayers, Paul demonstrated his prayer for the Philippians was to grow in their knowledge of God and their daily walk serving him. As Paul says again in verse 9, And this is my prayer that your love may more and more overflow in fullness of knowledge and depth of discernment. So Paul here in praying for them, sharing this prayer that he has for the Philippians, is not focusing on, on financial gain or any kind of any kind of uh, of temporal or 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 worldly issues, but he, his prayer for them is for them to abound in the knowledge and depth of discernment. That Paul, in contrast to those who who were who would focus on their own needs, their own physical needs, whether health or finances. Paul here is, is calling the Philippians to understand that his prayer for them is they grow in the knowledge of God, knowledge of the Messiah, the knowledge of the, of the scriptures, so they would have discernment to stand against false teachings. As I said, living in Philippi, they were surrounded by many false religions, false choices, false pathways. But Paul calls them to have a deeper knowledge of God the deeper knowledge of the Messiah, Yeshua, the deeper knowledge of, of the scriptures, the Tanakh at this point, and the writings of the apostles. So they will be able to discern what is right, what is wrong, and to stay on the path following the one God of Israel, though they live in a world of so many other false options. In verse 10 we read, so that you will be able to determine what is best and thus be pure without blame for the day of Messiah. As Paul here calls them to, to be built up and calls in his prayer for them to be built up in discernment, this is essential for them to keep the Philippians on the right path without distraction as they strive for the day of Messiah and the Messianic kingdom. As I said many times in Philippi, there are many false teachings false religions of the Romans, the Greeks, the Egyptians, the emperor cult, various mystery religions, and a combination, and people, I mean, a combination of these we call syncretism, 
they would take something from the Greek religion, something in, from the, the, the emperor cult, and work them together into their faith. But Paul calls them to understand they need to have discernment. There's only one way for them. They are now redeemed Gentiles, followers of the, the God of Israel, followers of the Messiah of Israel. And they need to have the discernment that Paul prays for them so they, they will not get caught up in any of these false teachings, these false pathways that are outside the way of, of the clear path of following the one God of Israel, following the Messiah of Israel, and living in the, their new faith, their life as redeemed Gentiles, the redemption is grounded in their connection to the one God of Israel, and there was to be no other gods besides the one God of Israel. Paul urges the people in Philippi to wisely choose the best that God has for them and to not just settle for a lesser way of living. In short, they are to live blameless lives of purity. Now, Paul calls them here, Paul's people in Philippi, and us by example, to seek the best, to seek to, to live the highest for God, to, to follow the path of righteousness and to not allow for, for any false teachings or false paths to get on our way, to, st to stand, stand straight and pure on the path of following the one God of Israel. In verse 11 we read, filled with the truth of fruit of righteousness, that comes through Yeshua the Messiah to the glory and praise of God. All of their learning communal life of the people of Philippi should lead to righteousness and right living that shows fruit, tangible demonstrations of the work of the Spirit of God in their lives. In Galatians 5.22, Paul gives examples of what is the fruit of a righteous life where he says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, self-control. In bearing fruit with such values, Paul teaches the people of Philippi that they bring glory to God and praise to the God of Israel by modeling the Messiah who brought glory to the Father, as we will see in Yeshua's high priestly prayer, in John 17:4, where Yeshua said, speaking to the Father, I glorified you on earth by finishing the work you have given to me. So as Paul as Paul's concluding this section speaking to the, the, the Philippians, he wants to make them understand that all of all of their lives should be focused on, on pr producing fruit of righteousness. As he said, as he said in his letter to Galatia, that this fruit of righteousness includes love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. So these are these are the, these are some of the fruits the, that the Spirit produces, and they, as Paul is committing to, should have these fruits manifested in their lives. That as they continue. They grow and grow to be more like the Messiah. They will demonstrate these fruits, and they should seek to make these fruits known in their lives, that they would be filled with the righteousness that comes from Yeshua the Messiah, that as they continue to become more and more and more in the Messiah, they will demonstrate these fruits. And Paul says for them to seek to make, to make known 
their love for and their faithfulness to the God of Israel by the continuing maturity and faith that demonstrates these fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. As they continue to grow in their faith, Paul says that these things will be, be shown from them and they will be able to give glory to the God of Israel by their faithfulness and by their lives that show that in as redeemed Gentiles, as people who, who have come to embrace the God of Israel, they are demonstrating the life of the God of Israel by living out these values, living out these fruits, showing these fruits in their lives. And this will conclude our, our, our study for today as we looked at Philippians chapter 1, verses 6 through 11. We'll be looking at uh, Philippians chapter 1, 12, starting tomorrow. And, and Paul will be look, talking about giving basically a personal update report about his life in prison in Rome and how the word of the Messiah was spread throughout out the Roman household by his being in prison in Rome. The message of the Messiah was being spread throughout Rome because of his time in prison. And we'll look at that tomorrow on Letter to Philippi Live. Again, this is Letter to Philippi Live with uh, your teacher, Sean Emsley. And uh, we are continuing a daily study Monday through Friday from 12 p.m. East, 12 Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem time, going through the book of Philippians day by day Monday through Friday at 12 noon Pacific time. And as I said, we'll be looking at Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 tomorrow. And Letter to Philippi Live is an initiative of the newly founded Letter to Philippi organization, New Messian Jewish Theological Organization, of which I'm the founder and teacher. And you can find out more about Letter to Philippi at lettertophilippi.org. And uh, there you can... You can ask any questions about us. We have a contact form. You can go to our teachings page and, and watch previous classes. This is actually the second time that we're going through the book of Philippians day by day. So, so you can actually actually see the previous classes there. And as you continue watching us live, we have a link on our resources page. You can purchase my missing commentary on Philippians. You can leave a prayer request on our prayer prayer page. You can make a contribution on our giving page. And uh, we'll be adding more information, more initiatives to our, uh, our web presence over time. This is our first initiative that we started on June 1st. So we'll be looking to continue to offer you more, more classes and more materials available for you to become more and more like the Messiah. And we continue this journey of what it means to build a Messian and Jewish theology for the 21st century. So thank you for watching, and uh, we will be back tomorrow at noon Pacific time on Facebook Live, Instagram Live, YouTube Live, Twitter Live, and on lettertophilippi.org. Again, my name is Sean Inslee. I'm your teacher, and uh, thank you for watching today, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Shalom.